Welcome to the Third Growth Option Podcast, where we talk with business leaders and innovators hungry to drive growth that can be faster than internal organic growth and less risky than acquisition. Your moderator is Bernal Dunkerspuller, Chief Sherpa and CEO at Realign, who has led private equity-owned distributors through turnarounds and growth. With battle-proven leaders from all frontiers, we want to provoke thinking about business growth beyond conventional wisdom and binary choices. Hey, I'm Benno, your host, talking with Patrick Kaiser today, a leader, former teacher, executive director, but I think most importantly, a difference maker. Patrick, welcome to the Third Growth Option Podcast. Thank you so much for having me on today. You know, you and I met a couple of months ago, literally in a hallway, during the Gifts and Home Trade Association annual conference, which I was... Uh, Tickled pink to be able to kind of lead the content creation around that. But uh, you, you had told me about a passion project of yours called Heart on Main Street. You had talked with such passion about it. Uh, I, I knew then and there we're going to do a podcast episode together. <laughs> Glad I won you over. You did. You did. I mean, sort of in the first 60 seconds, man. Because, you know, this, this podcast is about growth, growing ourselves, growing our business, helping each other to grow. And, and Heart on Main Street, it's really about helping each other to grow. So it, um, just maybe as a, as a jumping off point, what is Heart on Main Street, Patrick? So Heart on Main Street, is, it's a new nonprofit organization, and it's really dedicated to helping small businesses and independent retailers evolve their business so that they can thrive within their local community. What attracted you to this? You, you, you had told me that, you know, you, you, I think as a teenager, you had worked in a, in a retail store. Yeah. So, I mean, really, Main Street businesses, I, I feel, are an incredibly important part of our communities, of our local economies. I mean, really, there's this whole ecosystem that's built around them. And, you know, they employ local people, they buy from local artisans that are hiring other local businesses for services. You know, they really are kind of the, the backbones of our communities. And uh, I, growing up, worked in, in small town retail. I come from small towns and I have such a passion for local communities and main street areas. And, you know, something about that, like entrepreneurship that, you know, it's really almost the American dream to, to have your own place, to open it up, to, to serve your communities. And so I've been so passionate about local business, about small businesses and, you know, wanting to do more for them. And as I was kind of starting to, to think about this, you know, there are so many challenges that Main Street businesses face. And you know, I don't think you would be surprised or any of your listeners would be surprised that, you know, the internet era has not been kind to mom and pop, right? Uh, I think we all internally know that, that there have been a lot of challenges that have, that have come up over the last 20 years, really, and um, that we've seen actually a, a huge decrease in the number of independently owned local retail stores in the United States. There's actually about a, a 23% decrease in, in local, locally owned businesses. And, you know, a quarter of Main Street has basically disappeared. You know, that for someone that grew up in small towns and that, you know, worked in small towns and does have such a, a passion for that, that was 
extraordinarily troubling for me to see uh, and to really you know recognize that all of these businesses are are they're, they're shutting their doors you know there's been huge challenges for them as you know a, a strong and vibrant main street does create strong and vibrant communities around them so during the you know kind of the pandemic sorry i think the there was a major shift in how buying happened, how people cons- and their consumers started interacting, and that there was a this really big support of that shop local movement of wanting to buy local, wanting to love local, and that movement you know really took a hold for small businesses and really wanting to support that. And I've always kind of been of the belief that if there's evidence of a movement, there's existence of a need. You know, there is no support Walmart movement or, you know, shopping Amazon <laughs> movement, right? They don't need those things, but there is a need to support those local businesses. They feed the community. Let me just interrupt for one second. You said 23% of locally owned independent retail stores closed their doors in the last, what, 10 years or so? Uh, about 20 years, since, since 2003, yeah. In the last about 20 years. And that's out of some 300,000, I think was the number that you mentioned. So there's about 300,000 independently owned retail stores. And that's looking at gift and card stores and small specialty hardware stores, bookstores, florists, garden shops, kind of a wide variety. But there were you know, about 400,000 if we're looking going back to early 2000s. I just wanted to kind of frame up that number because 23% is different from, I mean, it sounds different from a hundred, some hundred thousand are no longer here and there's still 300,000 that you're trying to help. Yeah. And I think that, you know, does kind of get to a little bit of the backbone that there is still such a, a, a desire to own a local business, that they are still such an important part of our community. There are you know, over 300,000 businesses, and they employ over a million people. I mean, it's such a huge employer of people within, within our communities. It would be one of the largest, if Main Street was one single organization, it would be one of the largest employers in the United States. It's um, a, a gigantic entity in itself. So really, you know, wanting to do more for that. And again, my passion of wanting to help out small businesses and I'm in kind of a, a unique position, more so than other people. Of uh, I do work for a wholesale sales and marketing company, One Coast, and that I'm in a position where I could do more than just buying local and shopping local, right? You have a way of amplifying your message, right? Absolutely, and that I, I know people that are their business is involved with Main Street, and that they're really dedicated to wanting to see the success of of Main Street. So, you know, from my perspective, you know, I can shop local. Sure, that you know, that's that's a great thing, but really also in a position that I could I could do a whole lot more than than that. And so, I wanted to really kind of see, you know. What would be needed? What what do retailers need if we could bring a, a community of people that are invested in the success of Main Street, that their businesses rely on Main Street? What could we do? How did you find out what retailers need and, and how, how you could help them? And, and Because unless you help people, it's hard to build a community, right? People don't want to listen to you or me preach, right? I, I, guess there's, I guess there's church communities built around that. 
But how did you go about finding what retailers need and how you can help them? Yeah, so I mean, I, I really just I started going out and talking to my retailers, talking to people in my neighborhood, and you know, kind of phrasing with the questions, what could make your business stronger? If there was a, a you know, community of people that were really wanting to help you out, what would be areas of your business that you would want to focus on? What could make you strong? What could we as a community do to help support you? So you went to ask the everyday experts, the people that actually know, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, talking to people that I, you know, I frequent their shops, they, they know I'm in there and just, you know, what can we do to, to help make you a stronger business and help make you more sustainable within this community? And, you know, wide variety of answers, which, which were great. And, you know, some things, you know, you're, you're pretty evergreen one. It's, you know, I need money. Um, you know, most of these businesses operate on a three to 5% profit margin. Uh, if we're looking at larger businesses on like a 20% profit margin, they're struggling to get by. You know, there are, there are challenges and they're wanting to make changes to their business, but on a three to 5% profit margin, it's, it's pretty difficult to do those things. And so it started, you know, again, talking with other retailers and actually had a uh, really profound interaction with, with a small business owner, actually my barber, as we were sitting there getting my hair cut, but I was asking him, you know, what would you want to do with your business? How would you want to grow it? How could you make this stronger? And he's had a business that's, you know, been in the community since the 1960s. He's owned it for the last six years or so, but it's kind of a staple in, in the community. And over the last couple of years, you know, the community has changed around him. The, the neighborhood has changed. His customers have changed. And, and while it's great to have that long lasting staple of the community, it's kind of a different, he, he wants to fit into the community more than just be kind of the, the relic. If I could make changes to my business, I'd want to change the name. I'd want to have a new logo. I want to have a new fresh look to everything in here. I'd want to attract more customers through social media. I'd want to, you know, starting to rattle off all of these different things. And I asked him, well, do you know people that do those sort of things? Because in my head, I'm saying I know people that do marketing and branding. I know people that do interior space design. I know people that do social media. But does he actually, you know, in the resources that he has and the connections, know people that are involved in those things that could really help him level up his business? And, and the short answer was no. You know, from a graphic design standpoint, you know, I, I know some tattoo artists that could help me out, that they could design something for me. I'm like, okay, you know, that's a start. That, that's step, a place. step in the right direction. Maybe it's, not it's quite there yet. Right <laughs> you know, is it, you know, probably the most professional and the, the, you know, the best result that you could have maybe, you know, from an interior space, there's a, another business down the street that he could work with. They kind of do more office interiors, but it could be someone. You know, from the social media and gaining new customers, he's kind of, I know how to do those things. I don't do it maybe as often as I should, but I know how to post on the internet. So, you know, there's kind of just this, those things, those are big steps. Those are really important things to, to marketing and the look of your, of your business and how you're uh, advertising yourself out to the world to not have resources or to kind of cobble some things together is damn, you're, you're putting a little bit up, up to chance. And, but there are services out there. There are companies out there that do those exact things. And 
I know people that do that. The more and more people I've been talking to, the more suggestions and other ideas of other companies that are involved in those things. So really kind of that was the little bit of the impetus of Hard on Main Street. How do we get those people that are invested in Main Street, that work with Main Street already, and help them make a more meaningful impact on Main Street and really help out those retailers really grow their business uh, and create a, a network. So you went out and asked the everyday experts, those uh, 300, I mean, some of those 300,000 sure, retailers. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> not, not, not every single one. <laughs> and I think you boiled it down to like four building blocks, four things that, that you want Heart on Main Street to offer to the community. What what are those four? Yeah, so we're kind of our four pillars that, that we're calling them. And yeah, I have a great support network that's really helped me kind of build this and But, you know, one of them is money. I mean, they're, they don't want to shy away from that. Retailers need, need money. And so looking at creating grants and having an application process, uh, really wanting to know from the retailer, you know, what would you invest that money back into? Giving you $15,000 or something is great, but what are you going to invest back into your business? How are you going to make yourself stronger within your community? So an you know, application process to really understand what their needs are. And we're looking at raising money to be able to, to give money back and not loans, but truly just you know, having grants for retailers so that they can improve their business. Another thing that we looked at, and there is some harrowing statistics in some ways of the longevity of an independent retail store. Uh, about one in three new, brand new retailers will be out of business within two years. About 50% of them are out of business within five years. So it is a difficult, difficult business to have an independent retail store, to, to go into it, uh, own it, to start it up. There's a lot of pitfalls that can happen along the way. And so we are creating a mentor group that will work with newer retailers. We're looking at retailers that have been in business less than three years want to work with them for a two-year period and really help them get through some of those early challenges. How do you start up advertising? How do you create a plan for buying for your store? How do you understand what is a good lease and what's not? And how do we attract more business? So having a group of Award-winning retailers. Um, so again, we've been able to, very fortunate to be able to work with some, some incredible retailers, some people that provide services to retail already, and having a team that will work with new retailers, uh, get an application process for that, and you know, guide them through and help them support them as they're getting their, their business up and going. So I think that's an, an amazing pillar to really help build you know, more sustainable businesses within, within their communities. Another area that we're focusing on is education. There is so much that goes into running a retail store. There's, and no one can possibly be an expert in everything. So wanting to have retail education, and again, there's a lot of services out there already uh, and other people that are doing retail education to be able to connect them to, to the retailers by having uh, webinars and seminars at trade shows and really just be able to give retail educators a platform and allow our retailers to find them, allow them to really grow and become better retailers, become more knowledgeable in areas that they, they weren't already knowledgeable. 
And then the fourth pillar that we're looking at building is we're calling it Friends of Main Street. And all of these services that are out there that exist in Main Street, but from a retailer's perspective, it takes time to research them, time to vet them and find out if they are the right, uh, the right company to be able to work with and have a, a network of services and network of other organizations that provide services to, to Main Street. So if a retailer is looking for a marketing company to be able to work with, you know, you can Google marketing company, but are they, a, do they work with large companies? Do they, do they really focus on that small business? You know, kind of have to go through. You'll get it. all 70,000 of them. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. Right. Um, so what are good ones that really do put a focus on small business? and really focus on that independent retailer. Even things, you know, building a website. Building a website is not easy, It's you know, but a necessary thing for retailers now. So, you know, how do you find what is the, the best platform for you to use? Your contacts there, someone that's really going to be focused on, on the growth of, of a small business's website. So wanting to create a network of different companies that are providing services to Main Street and allow retailers to be able to find them. So uh, really all of that, you know, we'll have uh, you know, located through our, our website, heartonmainstreet.org. Um, and again, nonprofit organization be able to just help and reach out, create a, create a better community for our, our Main Street retailers. I love the way you're describing this. You went out and asked people with stores, you know, you asked your barber, you know, what would help you? You came up with four pillars, four big ideas that would help them, grants, education, mentorship programs, and a community of people, uh, friends of Main Street. And I am wondering, your background, I think, is, is uniquely positioned for you to be the right guy to be doing this, right? Uh, you, you were teacher for six years, which is must have been a labor of love and a li Absolutely. little bit of frustration yeah. here and there, maybe. <laughs> you were director of training and development, and now you're executive director of the Heart on Main Street. What lessons from each, you know, from being a teacher or director of training and development, what, what lessons did you take away from those that you think will help you build Heart on Main Street? I always really see that as a focus on on the community, and you know, by bringing people together in education, I had you know great uh, philosophy. You know, we teaching each other and helping each other grow. And if you're understanding one concept in one way, somebody else might understand it in another. And uh, that us coming together, we could really you know we can help each other out. And by learning, we actually teaching each other, we're actually learning a lot more together. You know, very similar philosophy as as I got into training that you know really it's a a community effort as we're training each other and looking at how to do things differently and sharing ideas with each other and you know, I really think that is a is a good thread that has really kind of gone through most of, of things that I've done I've tried to bring people together and I don't have all the answers I'm never going to pretend that I do but there are other people out there that do and if we are able to come together and see a common purpose in something that we're able to accomplish a whole lot more as a group working together than any one individual would be able to. What are some fears, you know, or maybe real or imagined sort of stumbling blocks as, as you're 
trying to get the word out there, right? I mean, it it's, sounds like a, a wonderful idea. I get the four pillars, but now, you know, there's a little bit of evangelizing, I suppose, that needs to happen over the coming months. What do you think could go wrong or what are you trying to make sure doesn't go wrong? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. With any startup, right? That's and truly what it is. It's a startup nonprofit. But yeah, I mean, we're really focused on awareness is, is the first part. And kind of to your question of, you know, what is the you know, a fear there that have a great team working with me, be able to to help me out with this. But I mean, we need people as of right now, you and I and, and a handful of other people are the only people that know about hard on Main Street. You made me a believer. <laughs> good, good. You can, you can get a thousand more and 10,000 more, I'm sure. <laughs> There's yeah, but I mean that is a big uh, you know. So we're we're talking to market centers and really wanting to have a presence there, be able to advertise ourselves. You know, really the idea of you know we're wanting to do good for the customers that are coming here, the ones that are coming to the market centers, the trade shows, wanting to get our name out to them. And you know, in some ways, if we're wanting to give give out some money too, and, and so hopefully there's some good awareness that comes out of that, that retailers will find us by you know, our being able to advertise and being able to talk about grants that we're wanting to give out. And, you know, so that's, you know, a, a you know, right now, yeah, awareness is certainly a big part of that. And the, then the fundraising. And, you know, those are really big two focuses right now. If we talk about wanting to give out grant money, we'll have to have to raise the money to be able to, to do that. And uh, so we've been talking to a lot of uh, different companies within right now, the gift industry, but, you know, wanting to expand outside of that and find other companies that are focused on uh, Main Street and focused on the success of Main Street. And so, you know, those are the, you know, kind of the two big focuses right now. So you know, talk of fears and, you know, there's might even be a fear that there's too successful. You know, if we're talking about giving out money to, to retailers, if we have 30,000 retailers that sign up for grants, you know, we certainly want to do as much as possible for all of those. And so, that, you know, a, a large scale operation there. And how do we grow from one person's idea to, to really a, a full scale, larger operation? in a shorter period of time or however however long that takes to, to ramp up. But you know, some anxiety around any startup, but very, very excited about it. I mean, I do believe it's it's a, such a needed thing for for our main street and for retailers to be able to uh, to benefit from. You know, a little bit of anxiety I think is a sign of intelligence. <laughs> well, good, good. <laughs> Patrick, you are, um, the way I'm imagining, and I don't know if this is true, but I imagine you being, if not the only champion of this, but but you are the main champion of this idea. Is, is that is that fair? Of Heart on Main Street? I would say, yeah, the main, that this is my baby, absolutely. Yep. You know what they say, a camel is a horse designed by a committee. I think having one champion is probably more helpful than having a sort of a committee of part-time champions. Do you think that's true or has that been true in this case? Certainly, you know, my myself as kind of main champion, but we've built such an amazing board of industry leaders, of people that run their own businesses, of award-winning retailers, people that have, you know, speaking tours and talking about power of 
female shopping, that there is a lot of different champions that are all providing kind of their own insight and their own flavor on things. And uh, when we're talking about education, and there's so many people that are involved in retail education, but really knowing what do good retailers need and where can we focus our ideas of education to really help the most people. Um, I mean, those are, you know, some of our board members are amazing at that from a helping build connections within our industry and outside of that. Uh, other you know, board members are are really impactful in those areas. So, you know, certainly I, I kind of the, the head of this organization as our executive director, but there's a lot of other people that are involved that are um, really, you know, making such a, a huge impact and have their fingerprints all over it. So hopefully we're not building a camel. Um, you know, camels <laughs> are, are <laughs> can, can be great, but, at, uh, but you know, there's a, a really great mindset of how to, uh, how to really go about this and what can be our, our best practices to grow this. So you've shared a lot of great information here on how, on how to build community. You've talked about how you came to build the foundation, those four pillars. You've talked about bringing people together. You've talked about building a board and, you know, the collective intelligence of making sure, uh, you know, I love the saying that if, if, if I'm the smartest person in the room, I'm in the wrong room. Any advice for listeners who might be trying to build and nurture a community themselves? Any, anything else? I mean, you've, you've shared a lot of thoughts for them. Any sort of closing thoughts on maybe something you would do differently today than you did, knowing what you know now versus six months ago when you did it? Sure. We started off kind of with a, a little, it was a, an idea that I had in my head and that was you know, not necessarily defined. and. So, you know, people that are wanting to build a community that are wanting to make more of an impact, I, I think one of the bigger things I did was go out and talk to the businesses and really just understand better what, what are their needs. And if we could do one thing, how is that going to grow and how is that going to create a better community around them? And so and really finding out from your experts and relying on them and understanding what the the real movement is that we can really support and how we can how you can your skills can best fit into that you know it's interesting i did an episode episode 85 talking to donnie isaacson who talks about everyday experts and he talks about how do you learn to learn from everyday experts so not surprising that a former teacher would figure out how to learn to learn. I think it's fascinating what you're doing here. The second kind of listener might be a retailer who might want to join the community or a sponsor who might want to give some of the money that you're going to give away in grants. How can they find you or Heart on Main Street? Yeah, absolutely. So heartonmainstreet.org is the, our website. You can certainly find applications for grants and our mentorships there. Uh, we're posting about our retail education webinars and seminars. You'll be able to find our Friends of Main Street Network there. Also, take donations. You can also email me at patrick.kaiser at heartonmainstreet.org. Uh, those you know, really are our contact information there. And that is Kaiser with an E-I, not A-I. Correct. Yeah, K-E-I-S-E-R. 
See, I'm trying to I'm trying to help a brother out here because you I, know, I appreciate I, that. Because <laughs> you know my last name, so I'm I'm I know that misspellings do occur once in a while. <laughs> I've seen every every misspelling of that. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> that's right, Patrick. This has been fantastic. Thank you so much for jumping on this episode together and kind of teaching us about how you're building community and how you're helping others to grow. This was really great. Thank you. Well, Benno, thank you so much for, for having me on. I really, really appreciate it. If folks uh, wanted to explore other growth topics, you can find me on our website, realignforresults.com, or just email Benno, B-E-N-N-O, at realignforresults.com. Thanks, and keep growing. You can listen to more episodes on Apple, Spotify, or Google. We would love for you to subscribe, rate, and review it. Share it with your friends or colleagues if you enjoyed the content. Always growing.